Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Thank you, everyone, for joining me at Only Stew, my podcast, episode number eight, the last Friday in October, October 28th. Hi, everyone. How's everything going? Uh, Alex, how you doing? Halloween right around the corner. Doing good, doing good. Right around the corner, baby. Halloween, Hallow's Eve. And I remember... uh, I have four sons, 33, 31, 27, 23, and uh, Halloween was big in the house when they were children. Big, big, big. I was the only uh, psychopath that would spend $25,000 on a Halloween party. Uh, I would invite, you know, 200 people, 150 kids, recreate my backyard to be a total nightmare experience. Everybody would dress up in costumes. And we would scare the living fuck out of people. We would do it all. There's nothing that we didn't do. We had catered food. We had everyone around the clock. And I loved fucking Halloween. Absolutely loved it. Um, The only problem with Halloween is I normally am on a diet. So I was like a little tight. And I didn't want to break my diet. But always broke my diet when we came home. Sometimes it's like fucking 90 degrees outside. So I'd be sweating my dick off in some sort of fucking costume walking around and I'd be sweating. I'd get home. I'd be starving. I would take one little piece of candy, second piece of candy, and then I'd go fucking full blown. Roll a blunt, roll a second blunt. And I remember the kids would be like, dad, stop eating my candy. Dad, stop eating my candy. I'd get in fights with the kids. Then my wife would be like, leave your fucking candy alone. It's the kids candy. And it would be a nightmare. Uh, I always liked it. I always liked bringing fun and joy into the world. And kids love fucking Halloween. I mean, they can't get enough of it. And when I was a kid in Brooklyn, Alex, I remember, um, I lived in a six-story apartment building. So we only uh, trick-or-treated in the building. And I lived in the Beach Haven Apartments. My old address was uh, 2662. Just gave away someone's address. I mean, like, you know, the building didn't get leveled. West 2nd Street. Wild. Just wild. Uh, on Avenue X. And uh, sixth floor. And uh, me and my brother, the way I got into the elevator and down the elevator when we were little, I had this big Charlie Brown and I would be able to smash it against the buttons and we'd go from the sixth floor to fifth floor, fourth floor, to blah, blah, blah. But the key when I was a kid, Alex, and it was really weird, is everybody was scared. Don't eat open candy. Don't eat fruit. Razor blades are in the fruit, which I've never seen in my life. I've only heard it. It might just be a wives' tale. It might just be fake. But if all- there was a razor blade in your apple, how fucked are you? Because you're never checking, so. You're fucked. No, you personal. Me, I'm fucked. I eat everything. I eat open candy. I eat shit. When, when stuff goes on the floor, I fucking eat it off the floor. So, yeah, I'd be fucked. So, uh, we go to the six-story apartment building. And we'd go to every every floor, knock on the door, ring, ring. Some people just wouldn't open, wouldn't fucking open the door. You'd buzz, you'd bang. They just wouldn't do it. But I remember this Chinese couple, and I'll never forget it. It's probably like eight years old. They gave me a dollar. So now what year? Let's see. That's 1968. 1968. They gave me a dollar. How much is a fucking dollar worth now? 1968. It's got to be like 10 bucks. 
Ten fucking dollars. I was born in ninety one, so I don't. I have no idea. No, but I'm saying it, it, inflation and shit. So when this Chinese couple gave a dollar, I was like, yeah. I was like, yes. Do you I think bo- that set you on your path? Uh, that dollar. I don't. I spent it as quick as I could make it. I went right to the candy store. Bought all sorts of bubble gum. I bought uh, anything I could find. Pensy yeah, like, pinky. What did a dollar get you? Name all of the stuff. Oh my! Uh, so one dollar. Jeez, a dollar. I mean, it was. It lasted for weeks, Al. It lasted for weeks. Everything was like pennies then. Everything was like you know, gum was a dollar. Candy bars were like ten cents. I just went wild. Then I bought all these like little like those little green army soldiers that I would set up, and then it have like a Hot Wheels that would run them over, and me and my brother would like have fights, and we'd set up battles. You know, you know. Then you know, you, you really TV was very limited. Obviously, you never had a cell phone. You had no computer. So you had to have an imagination. You had to create. You had to be creative. Me and my brother would set up these little army men. That was the biggest thing. Army men. G.I. Joe. Army men. And I used to buy these army men. They were really cheap. They were like 30 cents for like hundreds of army men in a plastic thing. Put them around. And uh, so my youth experience as Halloween uh, was that couple giving me a buck because I thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. So from then Halloween owned me, absolutely owned me. And uh, my parents were never thrilled with Halloween. You know, for some reason, parents, when I lived in Brooklyn, uh, I moved here when I was 11, uh, Long Island, didn't really like Halloween. They thought it was a hassle. They were like, all right, get your candy. Let's go, go, go. Let's go. Let's get it. You know, like when I was a kid, parents really were not interactive with children you know children should be seen not heard you know they were like get in your room play with your friends you know they didn't want to talk to you when I was a kid you know when I was young now it's different now it's like you know you're three years old uh, you know your parents your maids your nannies your grandparents they're sucking dick they're licking clit they're on you like fucking like you're the king's ransom then it's not like that kids were a hassle then Adults didn't want to interact with kids. They really did it. It was wild. Now it's so, 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 so different. You know, now you kiss your kid's fucking ass. You're taught. You got to be sensitive with your child. You got to be there for the kid's needs. You know, blah, 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 blah. Fucking then it was like, fucking do your thing. Get the fuck out of the way. Adults want to do adult things with adults. Never, ever, ever kids hung up. And that's really how it was. So Halloween's going to roll in on uh, Monday. And it's really weird because... Uh, at my house, no one ever comes here. Haven't been here in 15 years. Really, you can't get to my house uh, walking because you could literally die because you got cars flying by at 50, 60 miles an hour. And uh, no one ever, ever, ever comes here. So uh, do I have candy? Absolutely. And does the doorbell ring? No, never. Zero, zip, nada. So uh Halloween's coming up on Monday, October 31st, and uh, my best friend's wife is born on October 31st, so uh, shout out Janet Thane, happy birthday upcoming Janet, and uh, I'm born January 31st, so 31's a, a lucky number for me, so I'm always very lucky on Halloween, I always either do, something good happens to me on Halloween, whether it's I win games or just something good always happens, so Halloween's a good holiday for me, very, very good holiday. So coming up on October 31st, Halloween, uh, shout out Halloween. Uh, I wanted to get dressed up as uh, Scott Hansen and just walk around like, it's the witching hour, it's the witching hour, it's the witching hour. But uh, 
I gained weight and I'm not thin like Scott. So uh, although shout out Scott Hansen, uh, I'm not going to be dressing up this year. Just not. But my wife was really fucking good at it. Your mother was excellent, Alex. She used to put makeup on me. I'd look like a ghoul or a devil or some horror show. And she would always dress like sexy because she was drop dead gorgeous. You know, she dressed like a sexy maid or a belly dancer or whatever was hot then, you know, dressed up as like uh, one year, I think Rihanna, another year like uh, Madonna, whatever it was. And then I got, I got the costume, these, these, once they made these costumes that had that mechanical thing that made you blow up, I would always go as, as like that giant fat guy. I thought that was the greatest fucking costume ever. Giant fat, being a big fat blow up person. I remember once it didn't work and once I went to this uh, a costume party and it popped. So then I was an epic fail because I just walked around in my fucking clothes all day because my costume blew up. But uh, I always liked costume parties. I always liked women looking fucking hot. Devil women. Woo! That's my type of woman. A woman dressed like a fucking devil. Hot spandex pants. Tight, tight everything. You could see, you know, you could see that camel toe. You could see the vagina. You could smell the vagina. So, uh, and people get fucked up at these Halloween parties, like literally fucked up. I mean, bars are jammed with people nowadays. So, uh, so again, Halloween, have a good time on fucking Halloween. Blow it out. Be there for your children. If you have no kids, maybe, you know, some kids you want to hang with and take them for uh, candy. Make sure you have a ton of candy. Make sure you have top of the line candy. Let's clarify that. You don't just take kids. We're not. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking to you your nieces, yeah. nephews, that type of shit. You know, I'm not I'm not asking you to abduct children so that you can participate yeah, in I mean, Halloween. Like, that sounded like, you know, if you see some children, take them. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I'm not dealing in abduction here. I don't want you to kidnap any children on Halloween. Let's be specific about it. So uh, Halloween's upcoming. It's a big deal if you have kids. It's a big deal if you like to go to Halloween parties. I guess that'll start uh, really tonight, right? Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Those are the Halloween parties. And bars will be fucking rocking. And then I think there's a Halloween party in New York City that's always like the best of the best of the best. I think everybody dresses to the nines and they go balls to the walls. So uh, we're ready to roll with uh, upcoming uh, November. Uh, obviously, uh, for my business, as Alex knows, because he runs the business with me, um, November, December, January, February, March are five biggest months. And uh, we work really round the clock. We work, you know, like the second you're up, you're working. The second you take a nap, the minute you wake up, you're working. If you go to sleep at night, you're working. We could literally work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Always the second we wake up, we're behind because we're busy. Always busy. I mean, obviously, you have the college and pro football, college and pro basketball. You got the World Series ending right now. Uh, we don't do any hockey per se as far as picks. I'll give some free picks, but I'll never charge for picks until the playoffs. Uh, obviously, a huge Islander fan, so I just like to watch the Islanders, root for them. No money involved, no gambling involved, just pure heart, rooting for the Island is always, I'm like a bandwagon Ranger fan because my father loves the Rangers and dies with the Rangers. And, you know, so uh, it's so, so busy. And, uh, you know, NFL and college football has just been absolutely phenomenal this year. A ton of surprises. I mean, who would ever think Tom Brady, epic fail, Aaron Rodgers, epic fail. And let me throw in uh, the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. It's not an argument. He would piss on Michael Jordan. Fuck you, Michael Jordan. 
as you know, you saw it on part of my take, two people I hate the most in the world, Hitler and Michael Jordan, and not exactly in that order, uh, LeBron James, epic fail. Who would ever figure that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and LeBron James would have zero shot at making uh, maybe even the playoffs, zero shot at a championship, and uh, they're going to go down in shame, blame, and regret because uh, Brady's done, Aaron Rodgers is done, and LeBron James, uh, really, without any help now, he's done. He's no longer the best player in the game. Uh, probably not even in the top. Well, where would you rate LeBron James right now in the NBA? Would you rate him in the top 10? Yeah. He's Are you still? Top still top 10? Still scoring 30 a game. Well, I mean, he has nobody on the team that could score. Listen, and that's more impressive because then he's you don't have to guard anyone. Yeah, like, I, I'm going to be honest. Their three-point shooting is so bad. So bad. That you just have to clog the paint. You let them shoot. They let them shoot. From anywhere. From anywhere. Russell Westbrook is being guarded on 40% of his shots. They say that that's the highest in history. Do you know that that means that 60% they just let him play? He's playing against nobody out there. Arguably. Still can't hit a basket. It's amazing. Arguably one of the greatest seasons someone's ever had. Triple-double. Did it all. MVP. MVP. Epic defense. Tried as hard as anybody on every play. So even if he did fail, you didn't care because like, wow, that guy gave 110%. Who really failed though? Because you know who uh, the second highest paid player in the NBA is? Who? Behind Steph Curry? Who? Russell. Oh so, my God. He scored. He just bought a house next to, right across the street from LeBron. Just Love. to remind you. <laughs> You love did it. this. You did this. That's love it. it. And I love him as a person. He is a classy guy. I like him. I really, I've always liked him. And up until, you know, I guess last year where he fell on his face and this year, it's, it's cringeworthy. It's like when you watch Tom Brady play like right now and Aaron Rodgers play, Aaron Rodgers play, and Russell Westbrook play, it's cringeworthy. You feel like, like it's uncomfortable. I don't even want to watch him. They're so bad. I've never seen somebody be so good and so bad as Russell Westbrook. And you know Tom Brady. Oh my God, it's it's horrific. Now I mean, it felt uh, like it, the the Thursday Amazon post game felt like a funeral ceremony where they were just talking about what Tom Brady was. Like they all looked sad. It looked like a funeral. the The mood was just like even if you hate him, you can't celebrate it. It just feels weird in the regular season when he's two games under five hundred. It's the first time LeBron and Tom Brady at the same points of their career. In the last 20 years, have lost three games in a row. First which, time ever. It's unbelievable. Which is insane. Insane. I mean, absolutely insane. Literally, literally insane. And, uh, you know, and it's not getting any better. It's going to get worse. The thing about LeBron and Brady, though, that they get a pass with is they're struggling, but they give all the right answers. When you talk to them, you know, he doesn't bring up the fact that Giselle is divorcing him. He doesn't bring up the fact that, you know, he's struggling. You know, he keeps it personal. He keeps it professional. LeBron James, they throw softballs where he could just throw Westbrook under the bus. Never does. Aaron Rodgers, though. He, he throws everybody he, under the bus. I mean, there's no— He's big, a bitch. The bus no, he's a cunt. The bus can't move. Someone should smack his fucking face. There's no bus. Any, the bus is stuck because all the people are stuck. He's always been a cunt. His, his uh, teammates have always said he's a bitch. He's a prima fucking donna. The way he talks, you would think he has as many uh, championships as Tom Brady— or LeBron James. He has won. He has fucking won. That's it. And that's all he's ever going to get. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, I, I, I don't... Greatest player to ever play that only wins one championship. Biggest hype fucking ever. I can't I can't understand why people put up with that. I figure some would smack him in the locker room. Because, like, I mean, he does... I guess you can't because then you're traded and that's it. But 
I mean, he talks a ton of shit for playing like trash. Uh, listen, if this if this season goes in the toilet and they're like fucking seven and ten, somebody's gonna crack them because you won't put up with that at a set. You know, thirteen and three, back to back MVPs. You know, making plays that only Wizards can make and only he can make these throws and zigzag and run around. You know, he's the only person who can do it. But if you're just playing like dog shit, nobody's gonna take that shit. Nobody at all. And the coaches, it's wild because you look at the past. If, if you say something wrong about him, you're gone. I mean, it's happened every single time. So it doesn't matter whether you win with him. It's kind of just you have to just take your licks with him because at the end of the day, he's still Aaron Rodgers. And he could probably just turn it on. Everyone's been waiting for it. Through, week, through eight weeks, they have both not turned it on. No, I mean, they're getting worse, not better. I mean, Tom Brady made two throws to Mike Evans where the one triple coverage on the left side, which was incredible. And the other one down to the goal line. But barring those two throws, he looked like a shell of himself. But he looks so confident when he makes those great throws. I mean, he steps up in the pocket, still has the arm strength. So it makes no sense when it's third and 10 and he throws the ball into the dirt. I mean, I just, I don't get it. The the balls that are just short-armed. He, he almost threw like five interceptions yesterday. I mean, they, no, no, no. It was in the chest. He the he literally reason, should have had three picks. The only reason it's not interception is those guys play defense for a reason. They can't catch balls. No, cannot. I mean, it hit them in the chest. Like, there was no way that those throws were should have been intercepted every single time. I mean, he, none. he came down the field last night in opening drive. We're like, hey, Tom's back. Tom's fucking back. This that, is going to be an epic drive, game. That first drive, Honey dipped every Tampa Bay Bucks. They were talking. They probably felt on top of the world. They're going to be four and four. Top of the division, you know, don't he, count us out. Here's the run. And uh, that didn't happen. Oh, my God. It was like, you know, four mil, four minutes of, uh, you know, throwback history, and then that was fucking it. Uh, I just want to get back to LeBron James a second here. Um, is Anthony Davis a bust? No, nah, he's having an incredible year. Oh, so he is, he is doing great. His stats look incredible, but you watch him play, and it's just, it's so fucking. So, no, so what I'm saying is this. Is he just is he just scoring on garbage time, cleanup time? No, no, no. He, he gets his buckets, right. and he scores. Right. Is he playing just, D? He does play D. He gets okay. his blocks. It's just, he plays like, it's it's so frustrating to watch a, a guy his, his height and just, Take fadeaway shots. Well, that's what I mean. Why doesn't he just play in the paint and just dunk the fucking ball in your face? He does. He, he does. doesn't do it enough. Doesn't do it enough. And he falls all the time. I've never seen a person fall more than... Joel Embiid and him just are on the ground more times than they're up. On purpose? Do they flop? I, 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 it's not flop. They just fall. It's almost like you don't even want him to get hurt, though, because Anthony Davis has made a glass. So every time he falls, something could go wrong. And he just always ends up on the fucking floor. God forbid he gets hurt this year, Anthony Davis. Lakers will oh, lose no, 50 always, games. He's always hurt. They're, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the injury report every game of the 82-game season. So would they're you always questionable. They're playing, but they're always questionable. Okay, would you say right now that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs or not? I, I Make the playoffs. Playoffs? They can't win a game. So I mean, so right, I mean, so they're not, they're not going to even be 500, you're saying? They're like a lottery team, and they don't even get the pick. So they literally could lose 50 games. I mean, they, yeah, no, with this, with this roster, yeah. They have no shooting. They have none. Like, it's, it's one of the, like, there's a, there's a fucking blueprint for the last 20 years of what works on LeBron's teams. It's fucking. You get shooters, you get three point shooters, so put them in the corners. You just surround them with shooters. Right. He drives to the basket, dishes out to the corners, swish, swish. 
but can, now he cannot do that. He can facilitate to every shooter on the corner. I mean, that's the only time it works. And right now they have none. I mean, Patrick Beverly, he's I mean, he's not the answer. He can't do anything. I mean, Kenny God, is he, he playing D? He puts effort. Right, but he's not. He's, you know, they're a shell of themselves. I don't know. Everyone's old. Everyone's has-beens. They have Lonnie Walker, who is from the Spurs, who, you know, he's playing okay. But it's kind of just LeBron, Anthony Davis, and uh, they get blown out every night. And they can't score 100. I mean, they, you know, they just can't. And they get a lot of respect with the line. That's why I said fading them would be good. And I don't know if they have a cover. So the Nets as well, they're, they're fucking a joke with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons looks like an NBA player that is not an NBA player. He, he doesn't look like an all-defense player. I mean, his statistics are probably one of the worst in the league. So is KD. I mean, Kyrie... He and, plays no defense, KD, right? Yeah, none. Right none. Now. Right now, no. And he used to. But, I mean, can you knock a guy when he's scoring 37 at the other end? Right. Still how much, still how much energy do you have to... So, would you rather him play defense and score 20 and then you get blown out by 40? Or score 37 and still lose? So him, Kyrie, KD, 37, both lose. So, are they going to make the playoffs? I don't think, you know, right now with this, with Ben Simmons, I mean, he, the guy hasn't played in two years, so you got to give him some slack. And no one wants to give him slack because, I mean, as much as people like to, you know, say mental health and they support it, you know, come on. That doesn't, you don't get a pass in sports. They'll say it, but you don't. Not at 20 million a year. Well, no. I mean, not at any million a year. Right. I guess that's true. Now, is Steve Nash going to make it to January? I, Steve Nash didn't have it last year. He doesn't have it this year. I mean, he's he's a big, I would say he's one of the biggest reasons why they can't win a game. So he doesn't scheme well. He does, has no idea. Nothing. And the last two minutes of the game, he does not do anything, right? He just doesn't call plays. It's as if it's as if KD and, and Kyrie just run the fucking show. Well, no, no, no. Even if you, I mean, good luck coaching KD and Kyrie. So they don't listen. I mean, I don't think so. I think they're going to do what they want to do. Kyrie especially. I don't think Kyrie's coachable. I don't think he ever was coachable. But he's an insane talent, you know? I, I mean, know it, listen, he's him. showtime. I love watching him play. Watching him dribble. Is, is You can watch him dribble. All day. Fuck, fuck a shot. All day. I'll just watch him dribble. It's unbelievable. Best handle in the NBA? I would say, yeah. yeah. He's up there. He's One of the be best handles ever, right? It's it's unreal what he could do with the ball. And his three-point shooting has gotten much better. He drains some balls certain times. I think he's, I mean, I don't know the stats on this year, but he's not, you know. He can hit the shot, though. Right now, he's he's eating in the paint, mid-range paint area. He's just killing it. Unstoppable. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because they're not winning, so what the fuck's they the difference? No defense. No defense. No man on offense is going to help that. Right. I mean, it just doesn't. Well, I don't know how much, I don't know how much, uh, Defense Steve Nash played, even though he was like back-to-back MVPs. I mean, he was a phenomenal offensive juggernaut. You know, just unbelievable. I mean, they call him alone, dish it off to, and just dunk in your fucking face. And uh, Jerry Sloan played incredible. You know, um, one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen. They played great D. You know, they played great D. But uh, I don't know about him. He just, you know, he was fast break. He was showtime. He was he was must see always. You know, behind the back passes, behind look passes, just made every layup and dish to. Uh, all day to Carl Malone. Shout out, Carl. Shout out, fucking Carl Malone. One of the greatest plays ever. That again, Michael Jordan cock blocked and uh, destroyed his life. Cock blocked. Should have won a championship. Couldn't beat LeBron. 
I mean, I couldn't beat Michael. Neither could uh, Patrick Ewing, and neither could any fucking buddy else for that matter. Um, so, all right, so that's where we got that. So it's amazing that epic, epic, all-world, perennial, you know, megastars are failing epically. Well, no, 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 it's not. I mean, the failures of LeBron don't compare to Brady. I mean, that offense is still, you still have Mike Evans, you still have Chris Godwin, you still have Leonard Fournette. I mean, the fact that they can't get it together with all of those weapons, that's shocking. LeBron's, he took a lot of hit. LeBron's not shocking. The, the team is shit. Right, right, okay. It's fucking trash. So, so you, if you shouldn't be 40 or like in your 20th year, you know what I'm saying? At the back end, tail end of your athletic, you know, peak. You can't be surrounded with just garbage. Right. So if, Le so if LeBron had the proper shooters, sharpshooters and defensive players, he still could be, they could still win big. Uh, yeah. So if you put LeBron on another team, they could still win. Yeah, like if you put LeBron, if you swap. On Cleveland. Any other star. Yeah, he, he could win with Cleveland. For sure. Cleveland, he... Cleveland's fucking off to a great start, and they don't even have Garland. He got poked in the eye game one and hasn't been back. So that team's looking scary. Um, Portland was the shocker, and so were the Jazz. Portland uh, lost Damian Lillard. Um, Bucks just look unbelievable. I mean, Giannis is just scoring 40 a night effortlessly. He had nine points versus the Nets, ended with 40. So, I mean, like, he just he gets to the paint, he dunks in your face, and he's starting to get calls, too. He's throwing bows in the paint that should be offense fouls. He's not getting called. So, I mean, when he could... He could physically out-physical you. I mean, I don't think there's anyone that could bully him in the paint because he's just that strong. So if he's gonna not get, you know, if he's gonna get that star power, not getting calls, and he could just eat you in the paint, good luck. So can the Warriors? Can the uh, Bucks beat the Warriors? So it looks like Bucks Warriors right now. It looks like uh, Phoenix looks scary, but I just don't trust them in the playoffs. No, I mean, like I, I call them frauds because they'll win sixty games. Then when the playoffs come, you know, they'll get to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think in a playoff series they'll actually, you know, be able to make it to that next step. I know they got there, but that was like the injury fluke year where every single person was injured in the NBA at the same time. They got there and still couldn't win. But if the Bucks stay healthy and they get Middleton back, he's going to be out for the beginning of this season. I mean, without Middleton, they're scary. So once he comes back, I mean... They just, they look phenomenal. Both ends of the fucking uh, ball. Shout out Giannis. Shout out. The Greek freak. Antetokounmpo. 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 Shout out Giannis. God, I would want to be as big as Giannis. Like to just dunk in people's faces. I can dunk in your face on a Nerf basketball hanging from the door. I used to do that when I was a kid. Yeah, if they're on their knees. I mean, uh, you ain't dunking in nobody's face. I guess that's true. But I could dream. Yeah. I'm on a podcast. I could dream. That's dream true. of dunking. All right. So uh, let's see. Upcoming this Wednesday, by the way, if you've missed my first two shows on Broadway, doing comedy, my segue into comedy. Uh, shout out Joey Diaz, the best to ever do it. Um, Wednesday. November 2nd, Sony Hall on Broadway, we do our third show. Joey Diaz and friends, Joey brings three or four of his comedians, and I either open the show or I introduce Joey, and he gives me like 10, 15 minutes to do whatever the fuck I want. 
and I just kill it because, you know, I talk about fucking eating ass and licking clit. I look through the crowd. I see if there's any of the women that want to fuck me, which of course would never happen, but I would like to see if they would. And I would like to see if I fucked any of the girls in the crowd. Why not? And uh, I just make people laugh. I make fucking people laugh. It's what I do. I bring the noise. I bring the energy. I bring the heat. And some of the crowd has never heard of me, does not know who the fuck I am. And then when they leave that place, they go home and try the perfect hour of sex, which I teach them. Implicitly, I go through it. 15 minutes eating ass, 15 minutes licking clit, and 30 minutes fucking. And of course, if you can't hold your load, bring a vibrator. And of course, the vibrator that I recommend is the one with the mouse at the end with the tongue that moves back and forth. And you're ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Listen, there's not much difference between laughing and coming. And that's what I do. So when I go on the show, if you can make the show on Broadway, uh, November 2nd, Wednesday. So you really, who the fuck is anything planned on a Wednesday? I do my sports advisor show uh, Wednesday. So I'll be in the city all day Wednesday. I'm not coming home. And I'm just going to hang and do some work at Barstool. Uh, we'll be filming... Uh, week nine because tonight's week eight and what a fucking great show it was by the way you have to see it seven o'clock on all platforms obviously uh barstool sportsbook uh barstool youtube what a fucking show but next wednesday uh it'll be barstool sports advisors week nine in the morning and then doing work at barstool throughout the day and then at night on broadway and i love being on broadway by the way i love being in front of a crowd and because uh, I have no shame. So if I totally fuck up and I suck, guess what? I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm Stu Fani, you fucking, I don't care. And obviously there's no pressure because they're not there to see me. Uh, they're, they're, here to, they're there to see the comedians that I introduce and Joey Diaz. And Joey's just a fucking psycho, crazy motherfucker. And his material's insane. And literally, you can't breathe when he gets on a roll. Like, he'll introduce himself. He'll do 10 minutes. He'll set you up. And then he just goes on like a 15-minute fucking rant that you can't breathe because you're laughing and you, you're, you're praying. You have, to, you have to just take a deep breath and just hold on for dear fucking life because it's like roller coaster of laughter. So um, if you're not doing anything and you're in New York City and you live in New York or if you're in... Uh, you know, the adjoining states, you want to roll up uh, Wednesday, November 2nd. Um, I think it's sold out still. So, uh, I mean, just spend some fucking money. Go in a secondary market. Buy some tickets. Come on, hang out with me. And I'm there throughout the whole show. I'll do snaps with you. Hug it out. Uh, do some videos. You know, pictures. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. You know, the other people are not really available, but I am. Because I'm a man of the people. I love the people. I'm extremely grateful. That at 61, I'm just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and better and better and better. And who knows, any moment I could fucking die. I mean, I've abused this body through sex, drugs, and rock and roll, not sleeping for weeks on end, uh, picking sports gambling games since I'm 21 years old. So could you imagine the stress on me? So just one day I'm going to check out. One day I'm going to be eating a twin cheese with bacon. Uh, large fry, vanilla milkshake. I'll say, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom and just die right in the fucking bathroom. I envision myself dying in a diner 
in the bathroom. What are you, Tony Soprano? Exactly. Like, similar to that. Exactly. That That's how, well, he died at the table, and we don't actually know, but I think he got, you know, I think everybody there got killed. I think that Didn't was Didn't he the, go to the bathroom? Nope. You absolutely sure? not. Nope. Nope. Somebody walked in, he looked up, the music played, and that was it. David Chase, shout out, what a scumbag ending. One of the worst fucking endings oh, ever. what a cliffhanger. Oh, fucking hated it. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Fucking hated it. I had to listen to everybody's interpretation of what the fuck happened. Hey, David Chase, how about fucking tell us, you scumbag piece of shit? And and that was going downhill. That show sucked pretty much the last three years. Blue cock. You know, blue fucking cock. Blue cock. It was really? fucking horrible. That's fucking horrible. Because, because the bar was set so high for the first... How many seasons were there? I forgot. But the first five seasons were the best ever. I mean, there was nothing even close. I mean... I watched every episode like 10 times. Like we'd watch the episode, then we'd rewatch it. We'd rewatch it. We'd talk about it. We'd share. It was fucking incredible. I thought the last, you know, two, three episodes, two, three seasons were just dog shit. Now, again, scale of one to 10, they were sevens. But every episode that was amazing was an 11. So when you're comparing a seven to an 11, it sucked. Now, if you never saw any of the other episodes, then they were still great. Six seasons. Six seasons. Okay, so let's so you're say you're saying the last three. So that's so the, no, 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 no. So let me let me so. let me clarify. Right. First four were amazing. Last two sucked. Okay. Last two seasons were just shouldn't even happened. I I would watch it still. I don't know, I don't know about that. I still loved it. I think it's I think it's a pretty good show. I mean, they might well, not everyone have been loved up it. To, they might not have been up to the first four. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nothing was up to the first three. I'm gonna be honest. Matter of fact, the first two. It's all a blur. It, it is gotta a blur. Rewatch it. Everything's a blur. Everything's a blur. But uh, okay, so Wednesday, November second, I'll be on Broadway doing comedy. Come out and see me. Come out and smoke a fucking blunt with me. Come out and let's smoke a baby Jeter. Come on, baby, let's smoke a fucking bowl. Bring your bong. Let's bong it out. Let's hit the pen. Bring some pens. Let's hit the fucking pens. So that will happen on Wednesday, November second. Um. Barstool Sports Advisors tonight, um, season five, week eight. Again, Dave Portnoy is in Florida because he still cannot come into the state of New York so that he can have his residency in Florida and save millions and millions and millions of dollars on taxes. Uh, shout out, Dave. Uh, I miss Dave, but Jersey Jerry's phenomenal. So it's me, Big Cat, Jersey Jerry, Hannah Tommy. Fucking great show. I mean, the show's fucking great. I didn't want, last week when I spoke about the show, I didn't want to tell you that we smashed pies in everyone's face, but you saw the show and it was phenomenal and people fucking loved it. And I went wild. Uh, Big Cat lost a bet to me. He thought the cheese would beat the bills and he offered it up to me on a silver platter. So, you know, he said, Stu, I want to bet you. I didn't offer because the guy's been crying about the fucking thousand dollar lunch that I took him for. I didn't want to hear it no more. I, I don't want to hear blame, shame, guilt. I don't want no more guilt. I don't want no more fucking guilt. So I'm going to be nice to everybody at the show from now on. So Big Cat made a phenomenal lunch. Chef Donnie cooked it in a little corner of the Barstool office. Came in, steaks, au gratin potatoes. It was fucking, and then apple pie, whipped cream, smashed two pies in my face. And then I just took apple pie in my fucking hands and started wailing it. First of all, I wailed it on Jersey Jerry. Then I smashed smash pies, pieces of pie right on Big Cat. And he was hysterical laughing. He's such a great sport. There's nobody, be I, he literally on this earth, not counting sex and not counting my children and my father is my favorite person in the world. 
I mean, there is nobody in the world I like more than Big Cat. And just a, a cunt hair behind him would be PFT. So it goes that those are my two favorites. Big Cat, PFT. Big Cat, PFT. Big Cat, PFT. And Big Cat's such a great sport because you would figure he has to do pick and podcast right afterwards. And I wailed apple pie and all he was doing is being hysterical. Tommy smokes, ducked. It missed him. I got him a little bit, but, you know, he's a good sport always, Tommy. I mean, on the, uh, I think on the Stoolsteins, he was being a little bitch about it. He was like, oh, I can't believe Stu went. He went too far. Went too far. But normally, Tommy never says that. And he might have said that just for effect. Because you, you, Tommy's super duper smart. So you never know if he's serious, if he's playing you, if he's playing a part, whatever. Hannah, on the other hand, was upset. I mean, she was hot. She was <laughs> fucking hot. She was fucking mad. She was fucking hot. Because remember, I've smashed pies on myself every Thanksgiving, and then once in a while they bring them earlier in the episodes. There's normally two food episodes a year. One, obviously, the Thanksgiving episode, which is legendary and it's epic, and I trash $1,000 worth of a Thanksgiving dinner, and everyone loves it. But I keep it to myself. This was the first time ever that I threw it at people. So I didn't really think about what I was doing. You know, I was I was flowing. I was rolling. You know what I'm saying? I'm the show. I got to carry the show while Dave's not there. I got to give it that extra spice. Not that the show can't live without me, but we know it can't live without me. But so I threw it at Hannah, caught her in the hair, and then she just absolutely lost it. Matter of fact, she came over to me, and I don't know if you know it, if you saw the episode, but she took a glass skillet of yams and wailed it at my chest. And that fucking glass hit my fucking chest. If I could not bench 225 six times, and I I could not do 100 push-ups. Shout out Steve Mahalik. Shout out Steve Mahalik. Because I have amazing pectoral muscles. She would have broke my rib cage. No, I would have been in the fucking hospital. Chest, because it, ribs. Ribs, everything. It bruised. Oh, okay. When I, I, I went to the bathroom, cleared, my chest was bruised. I'm talking black and blues. Now, I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm not going to bitch that the weather girl hit me with a glass skillet. And it bruised me, so I shut the fuck up. But now, you know, it's my podcast. It's only <laughs> Stu and I'm sharing. <laughs> fucking hurt. She fucking hurt me. You fucking hit her good, though. And did you hear what she said? She said... You fat fucking pig. What did you do, Stu? I think I want you to pay for my fucking hair. So, you know, which of course she didn't let me, she didn't let me pay for her hair. I call, I fucking immediately DM'd her. I said, do you want me to send you money? She's like, no, 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 I love you. And then the funniest thing was when I saw her the, the, the week after the, the next show, which is the upcoming show, I, I said, thank you. You know, are you okay? Yeah, no problem. But she said to me, she never expected that. So what happened was, I said, Hannah, give me, you know, I'll then you the money. And then she said, no, no problem. But then when I saw her in person afterwards, she's like, I didn't think you were going to do that. I thought when I said, no, no problem, I love you, you were going to rebuttal and come like, no, 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 I'm going to send you the money. But I did it. So she played poker and lost. Don't play poker with Stu Fina because you're going to lose. Not really. I'm a horrific poker player. But uh, it was a great episode. One of the greatest. It was so fun. I think you. I think you solidified yourself as a first round pick in any food fight ever. Ever. Because I mean, like you, you nailed the hits. Uh, so people were saying, in... "Look at Stu's arm." I was wailing pieces of apple like I was Justin Verlander throwing a fucking hundred and five mile an hour fastball. I've been in food fights. It's you know, like I've 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 orchestrated food fights. Right. Like full scale lunch food fights in right. middle school. I'm the first pick. Listen, you you have to be the first. I'm pick. the first pick in any contest. That's it. Food fight. Food Shout fight. out food fight. 
I'm gonna be honest with you, you're throwing apples. I was wailing like, them though. Cut up apples. No, no. People to were fucking hit people like distance. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I, like it, what could you do with solid foods? You know what I'm scary, saying? Scary, I'm telling you. Who knows? Unbelievable. That's why I'm a great wiffle ball player. Not really, but I was up until like I'm 61 right now. Up until 50 years old, I was arguably a world class wiffle ball player. So would you say that your wiffle ball talents translate to the food fight? Absolutely, because I could just if you could whip a wiffle ball, because a wiffle ball you have to really know how to throw it because it's light. So you got to know how to throw it. I you know I throw light things, so I just wailed them. But it was just spontaneous. Like I was I was in the zone. I was like a Tasmanian devil, and I just nailed people. So if you haven't seen the episode, watch it. Worth watching. And uh, tonight's episode's fucking amazing. Jersey Jerry, I just love this fucking guy. <laughs> I mean, he's so real and so pure. And the, I guess, uh, the camaraderie between me, Jerry, and Big Cat is just second to none. It just works. It absolutely works. I mean, obviously, Dave puts it on another level because Dave is, you know, the king of everything, the owner of Barstool, half a billion dollar guy, you know, fuck 500 women, has the biggest dick, you know what I'm saying, puts a chain around you, spits down your throat, you know, like, he is iconic, so, you know, you can't really name a more iconic individual than Dave Portnoy, so the minute he's on the show, it becomes, you know, transcendent, so he's, you know, Obviously, Dave, you'd rather have Dave than Jersey. But Jersey, you don't really lose a lot because he's funny, he's a gambler, and he just brings a lot to the table. And he shared gut level tonight. I don't wanna I don't wanna tell you what he said because it'd ruin it. But he shared some intimate, personal fucking details. He just dropped his dick on the table tonight. That I mean, you're you're gonna take a step back. You're going to be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming because you didn't see it coming. You did not see it coming because no one in the world would see it coming. And I don't even know why he shared it because it wasn't like we, you know, he just, he just shared something and then raised the bar and shared something else. And it was ugly. It was crazy. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it. Seven o'clock tonight, Barstool Sportsbook, YouTube. Barstool Sports Advisors, YouTube, it's a must-see, just to see, see what Jerry you, says. You don't like the Sopranos ending, but you love you love cliffhangers. Right? Oh, love cliffhangers. I love teasers. You love, you love I the love teasers. Love, love being the teaser. Yeah, this is a hype. The tease. This is a hype. Got it, got it. This is a hype. Okay. So the show tonight's phenomenal, worth seeing. And then Big Cat uh, Dick dropped that next week we have a guest host, a special guest. And I said, who? And he said, it's special. I go, no, 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 I want to know. He said to me, I know you want to know, but I'm not telling you. So I don't know. No one knows. Big Cat knows. But next week, we have a special guest. Now, I don't know if it's Dave showing up out of the blue or it's we have some epic, epic comedians that want to come on the show. Could be them. You know, it could be an array of people. Who wouldn't want to be on Barstool Sports Advisors? Okay. Who wouldn't want to sit next to me? Of course. Why not? You know, it's iconic. I am iconic. I'm a living legend. You know, you know, I mean, I'm equivalent to Dave Portnoy in a lot of areas. Now you could say, Stu, you're not Dave Portnoy. And I would say, fuck you. If I fucked your wife, she'd know what she's been missing. So shut the fuck up, you scumbag. Don't tell me I'm not Dave Portnoy. Even though I know I'm not Dave Portnoy, but I don't want to fucking hear it from you. So next week, there will be a surprise. But tonight's show is legendary, iconic, epic. And the cliffhanger is that Jersey Jerry drops some intimate, emotional, cringeworthy, 
sad, it's a sad day, a bad day, shit about himself, which he's got a lot of balls for sharing it because I don't think I would have shared it and I would have never shared it on Barstool Sports Advisors. Bottom line. So watch the show tonight. That is a, a must. Absolute must. And then let me just, let me just, a quick little teeny tiny promo. I know on these fucking podcasts, nobody likes to hear promos, but I'm 16 and five on the Barstool special. 16 and fucking five. Think about that. 16 and five. So when you pay me for the $69, favorite number, favorite position, you've gone 16 and five. Last week, two and one. We've had four three and O's, but 16 and fucking five for $69. Three best bets, three best bets, three best bets. So again, you want to pay me? Fine. You don't? Fine. But watch the show. Put comments in. I love the comments on Barstool Sports Devices. I read every fucking comment. I love comments. Whether it's on my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Snapchat, and a lot of you know that I do because when I block your scumbag whore fucking ass for being a douchebag, a prick, a whore, you know I read it because I'm the one blocking you. You love blocking. I love blocking. I don't know why, but blocking is like fucking. I just, I just love it because you want to be a fucking internet tough guy. You want to dick drop some shit about me, about whatever. <laughs> Block. No, 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 no. I block you because you deserve it. You want to be a scumbag? I'm going to block you. 30 years ago, you said that to my face. I would hit you so fucking hard, I'd kill your family. Not only would you be in the hospital, but your family would be in the hospital, and they didn't do anything. Was I a tough guy? Not really. (laughs) But do I think I was a tough guy? Fuck yes. I was a tough guy. You know my deal. Was I the toughest guy on the block, 7th, 8th, ninth grade? Absolutely. Would I knock Mike Tyson's fucking ass out? Yes, I would. Would I knock Khabib out? Yes. Would I put Conor McGregor in his grave? Yes. So any of those three, I don't give a fuck who you are. Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Judah the Maccabee. You fought me in seventh grade, you're going fucking down. You go, no, no, without a gun, without shooting me, you're going, because I'm just, I was the toughest fucking kid that's ever been born. Because I was angry, angry from all these anti-Semitic scumbags (laughs) pissing on me and God not making me grow. I said, fuck you, God. Fuck you, anti-Semitism. I'm beating the fuck out of you. What do you, speak of anti-Semitism, what about Kanye? Would you knock him out? I'd put him in a rubber room. I mean, you know, like, I mean, he, I mean, he is just so off. I mean, he's so fucking off. And I mean, the word on the street, you're thinking he's not taking his meds, right? I, yeah, I don't think he has been for a while. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. You lose Kim Kardashian. Then you Who lose. fucked up worse? Kanye or, uh, I mean, it's, it has to be Kanye, but Tom Brady or Kanye. No, I think Tom Brady. Really? No choice about it. Wow. Giselle says, don't go back to work. Tom says, fuck you. I'm going back to work. And she says, divorce? Come on. To play football when he can't play. Now, for example, right now, if he was 8-0 with 20 touchdown passes, two interceptions, three 400-yard games back-to-back-to-back, and the MVP candidate, totally different. But that's not what's happening here. So if, if by if any Giselle, standards he'd be benched. No, no. If Giselle did divorce him and he was doing well, do you think he gets more success pussy or now does he get more sympathy pussy? Think about it. You know who he looks like Tom right Brady. now, Tom Brady? 
He looks like the crackhead Christian Bale in the, the boxing movie. Exactly. He looks like Christian Bale. Looks like a crackhead. He's thin as fuck. Looking at him, he's uncomfortable. He doesn't smile. Like when he smiles, he smiles and then goes into like this deep what was dark. Christian Bale too, the machinist. Is that the one where he looks yes. like? Oh, he he could transform. He's the best. He's arguably the best actor ever. That's wild. No, no, no. He's arguably the best actor ever for your money. That's crazy. There's no two ways about it. Great. No, he's amazing. He's unbelievable. But for me right now, he looks like the crackhead. He looks like from the fighter. He looks like Christian Bale. So, I mean, I, I like I don't even know if you want to fuck him right now. He's a loser. He's done. He's Still Tom Brady. I don't know who gives a fuck. He's a loser. He probably wears all his rings when he fucks. I don't know. I mean, yes. I like like I I think if 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 you're on the street and say I just fucked Tom Brady, you'd be like big deal. Like I, big I, deal. I don't know about that. I you think, think he's so? Got some juice. He's still you, got you still juice. got dick. Still got juice? Yeah. Well, I don't have a vagina, and I always hated the guy because I hate I hate him. I've always hated him because he beat me. He beat the Jets. You know, the only team that, you know, couldn't beat. He couldn't beat Tom Coughlin. Speaking couldn't beat the dick, Giants. He, he looks like this could be the skinniest of his life, so he probably has the most dick. He looks like a crackhead. He, I mean, if you didn't know better, because you know he eats perfectly, you would think he's doing crack. But that's what happens when you when you uh, get know. divorced from your I don't wife. Know if crack's not in the TV twelve method. No, but I'm it saying when be. I'm saying when when you get divorced from your wife, you see it a lot. Women get super duper thin, men get super duper thin. And he's fucking fried. I don't know. Like if that guy was a compulsive overeater, he'd weigh three hundred pounds right now. Kim K and uh, Giselle look great. So they look phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, neither of those are my. Uh, cup of tea, either way, you know, not that I would throw either of them out of bed for eating crackers, I'd fuck both of them, I'd eat their asses, I'd lick their clit, and I'd show them what they've been missing, they'd be like, Stu, with a six-inch dick, you can really bring it, and I'd be like, of course I can, of course I can, but um, I, I think Tom's in trouble, I think he's about to have a nervous fucking breakdown, because he will not be able to deal with failure, there's no issue about it, let's say this year they go seven and ten, which is probably what they're going to do. Not make the playoffs, which they have no prayer making the so playoffs, you don't think right? They make the playoffs. No way. Nada. No, even though their division blows cock. So who do you put in that division? It's the Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Three and four Falcons are in first place. Yeah, I guess they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I guess they're going to win the division out of default. Yeah, but do they do anything in the playoffs? No, no. First round, they're going to beat like 55-10. 55-10. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen up. Uh, that division literally could be won at 8-9. I mean... So the remaining schedule is they play the Rams on the 16th. Loser. The Seahawks on the 13th. Loser. The Browns on the 20th. They have a bye week 11. Okay. Browns, 27th. Loser. Saints, uh, December 5th. Winner. 49ers, December 11th. Loser. Bengals, December 18th. Loser. Cardinals, 25th. Winner. Panthers on the 1st of... January rematch of the 23 destruction winner and then Falcons uh, is the last game of the season that might be for the fucking division that literally might, might Marcus Mariota might be might just put a fucking dagger in Tom Brady's heart bye bye Tommy but Tom Brady has a real shot to be uh, three and seven yeah no toys Rams, about it Seahawks I know the Seahawks are like a meme that they're good but uh, no they are good I think it's a, a London game too it no Germany Germany. Yeah, okay. it's the first game in Germany. Wow. Right. Shout out Germany. Yeah. Shout out Auschwitz. In a bad way. In a very, very bad way. I don't know how you could shout out Auschwitz. 
I always wanted to see those concentration camps just to see how fucking insane shit is. I don't know. Do you think they do? Do they allow you to go there as like a tourist situation? Yeah, I think you could go if you want. You can. I think so. Yeah, I'm speaking like I don't actually yeah, know, but right. I've heard people talk. You're about talking it. metaphorically. No, 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 that's not that's not a metaphor. What is a metaphor? It's like comparing things. Well, you're comparing death, destruction, and hell to Dachau or to Danamora or to Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. So, uh, again, tonight, uh, Barstool Sports Advisors, 7 o'clock Eastern, a must, 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 must see. Um, let me just talk for a little bit about my health. Um, somehow, miraculously, I've got it back together uh, on Monday. Last Monday, which is weigh-in Monday, uh, which, you know, ten to 20,000 people watch every Monday. Uh, I lost 3.3 pounds. Very solid Weight loss. With no exercise. Zero exercise. Zero exercise. I masturbated like 14 times and we had sex, me and my wife, once. So that was the only exercise I did. Thanks for letting me know. Yes. Yes. Shout out your mother. Shout out Sandy. Shout out Sandy Fida. Uh, no exercise. And, uh, but, um, and you didn't eat well. Not no, I, I didn't. No, I, I didn't eat insane. I didn't eat perfect. But I didn't binge. You know, I, there was no four or 5,000 calorie days. I mean, but there was but like 3,000 calorie days. Yeah. couple you of threes. Also, you also don't even add calories, right? No, I don't. I always minimize. How many, how many calories of chocolate-covered raisins did you grab um, when I showed you the serving? I, well, I thought it was 100 each serving that I took in my hand. is probably 350. Three and a half times more. Those chocolate almonds, one day I ate like four, like four handfuls. It was almost, it was 900 calories. I thought each, it was like, I counted it as 200, but it was 900. Yeah, each handful is probably 900. I don't know about that, but it's, I mean, but you can't stop eating chocolate almonds. In a, there's four servings in your handful. Oh, so it could have been thousands. Yeah. yeah, it could have been thousands. But the meal preps kept me alive, kept me alive. But back to, uh, but I, you know what, like a degenerate, I go to the diner alone, alone now. And I order locks, eggs, and onions and a bowl of oatmeal. And I don't know why, but that's the same as filet mignon and lobster tail for me. I don't know why. I don't know. It's just being a fucking psycho Jew. And I've been, and I, I feel good about it. But locks, eggs, and onions in the morning with a bowl of oatmeal. I, it's, and, and alone at the diner. Alone. Locks, eggs, and onions in an omelet? Omelet. Well done. Holy fuck. No potatoes, no toast. Shout out, no potatoes, no toast. And they ask you, right? And you have Absolutely. to make that conscious decision to Abs- say no? Well, what happened was this. Do you feel good about one of The first time they, they brought, brought the potatoes it? and toast. Ooh. Did you touch it? I told them, take it fucking back and take that off the fucking plate. And you said fucking. Take that no, I said, I said, I, 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 I pointed to the person. I'm like, I did a like, James Corden. Like, Can here? you please come here? I did a James Corden. Shout out James Corden, you scumbag <laughs> fuck. You <gasps> arrogant, condescending prick. Who the fuck are you to think you're better than anybody else? You piece of shit. You were in one movie. It bombed. You were in one play. It bombed. I do love you. You are talented. You car- are funny. And car- you are fat. He let carpool karaoke go to his head. That's a wild thing to just like. You can't be arrogant at a restaurant in front of everyone. I mean, you can't be a prima donna. He's not that big. Although carpool karaoke, you know me. I love that. Love I couldn't get enough of that. But that puts a sour taste when you're a scumbag. No, he's a scumbag. I don't like him no more. He's arrogant. No, 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 no. Listen, there's a lot of things you could do. But when you're condescending to people that are below you 
that are trying to help you, that are trying to accommodate, and you're condescending? Fuck you. Fuck off. Do you think they spit in his food? That's a A hundred, listen. Are you kidding? A thousand percent. How many loogies were hot? Do you think forever now, though? Forever. Every time he... can't go to a restaurant. No way. I I would never trust food for that. No. When you get a reputation of being a dick, people hate that. What if that was his plan? He's into that shit. He's into someone spitting in it. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Next level. Uh Oh, you're playing chess. Other people playing checkers. I didn't think like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I think less of him because to me... The way he comes across, that would be the last thing he would ever do. That would be the last person in the world that I would think would be bitching about if it's medium well, medium rare. You know, you, I mean, everybody fucks up at restaurants. You know, that's it, it's not perfect. You're not going to Le Cirque, you know, Le Bernardin, Danielle, you know, Le Paragord. You're not going to a five-star restaurant that you're spending a thousand a meal. They don't fuck up. Because people get fired on the spot for fucking up. They don't fuck up anything. But you're going to a very basic fucking place. It's going to be, you know, just give it back. Give it back. Give it back. What's the big deal? I'm stunned that he's a cunt. (laughs) No, no. I'm because he comes across as Mr. Personality, Mr. Emotional, Mr. Feelings. I validate your struggle. I understand the struggles of life. You know, look. Who the fuck wants to be a waiter or a waitress? Think about it. You're doing that to make money to ascend to something else. Or you can't earn, so you have to be stuck with it. Who the fuck would want to do that job? Who would want to do it? So in other words, you're there under really, you know, you know, complicated circumstances to start with. Then you're going to fucking piss on the person? Fuck you. Fuck. I would, I'm surprised he didn't get stabbed in his fucking eye by a fork. Fork. Fork, right in the fucking eye. Honestly, fork is way different than a knife because there's four of them. Right, exactly. Poke, the poke is... Well, a knife a knife would just go in a fork. You could probably stab it in someone's pull eye. It pull it out. Right, Correct. and you got the eyeball. Wow. Exactly. You eat it? Exactly. I mean, if you're already poking Can I put sauce on it? You can put whatever you want on it. I would go marinara so it looks like blood and then I swallow it. Really? Yeah. Is the thing I think it would be like a. I think it would be like eating you, like um a clam. It, do you bite it off like if you were like a savage with an umbilical cord? Like the the, it's not just an eyeball. There's like a. Oh, there's shit that. So you're saying stab it in there, pull it out, then I would take the knife and cut. Oh, you don't use your teeth. No, no cut. Uh, but you need the fork to cut, and you don't got it no more. So. True. You might have to bite it. Well, I would stab it with the fork, pull it out with the fork, and use then get teeth. a knife. Or maybe I'd say, excuse me, can can I get a pair of scissors? So you oh. snip, snip. They don't, it's scissors, you know, that you, you don't got time for all this. True. I would just fucking have to eat it. I would eat it and maybe skull fuck the person, hold them by their ears and bite in their eye. You also have the fork in the eyeball, so you got to like use your teeth to pull the fork out. True. Then you got to put it in your mouth and Mm. bite down. I got to think it through. Moral to the story is if you're a talk show host that also has musical talents, odds are you're a fucking cunt. You're a cunt. Ellen DeGeneres. Cunt. Right, exactly. James, James Corden. Cunt. Exactly. Talk show host, just Cunts. stay away from the diva. music. Diva. You can't do music no more. Fucking divas. They fucked up music. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sucks. James Corden, you know what you are? Fucking fat. No, you're a fat pig. Cunt pool karaoke. You're a fat b- I always felt bad that you were fat and talking about fat and you're fat and you're... F- no, 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 no. You're fucking fat and you're ugly. Ooh. Fat is forever... 
No. <laughs> Fat is temporary. Ugly is forever. Nailed it. And James Corden, you're fucking ugly. And a cunt. And a cunt. You, the thing is, he can't... This is one of those things where, like, if someone fucks up, you let them... You could, you could always undo the fuck up. But in these scenarios, eh. No, 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 and, and, it, and it's not only one, th- it's several yeah. situations. It's not only one uh, incident at a restaurant. Yeah. He has several, several now. at the same restaurant. Right, exactly. Come on. That's what are you, crazy? You know, I would it, never have the balls to go back to the restaurant. That's why I think it's intentional because he's going back and doing it again. Like, it's like almost asking to get caught. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he I don't think he can, tired. I don't think he can control himself. I don't know. You know what, Kanye? I think other restaurants... Other restaurants were so grateful that he came there, that he kissed their ass, that that he that he they covered up yeah, his you're, you're in, his uh, attitude. You're in New York City, like you're James Gordon, like yeah, you're a big deal, but you're not really. You're not a big deal. N- not New York City. Not New York City. Idaho. There's millions of fat people that have billions in New York City, like Circle Montana. Right. Sure. Right. Exactly. Bumblefuck. Maybe. Exactly. New no York one City. Even, yeah. Right. You can get away with it. Matter of fact, they would let you get away with it. Come on, please. Be That's a, why, but James, repent. But Kanye did it. He made his anti-Semitic comments, and then there's those crazies that support him still that are like, wow, he's doing this to get out of his contract. But James Corden might have literally got caught. Just He's tired. He just wants to quit. The, o- the only people that are supporting Kanye, too, are anti-Semitics, too, because half of the people in the world hate Jews. I mean, neo-Nazis are supporting. Right. They're all over the place, so let's be real. they're supporting you something's wrong. Absolutely. Come on. So, uh, James Corden, you're a scumbag. You're no longer one of my favorites. You're a pig. So I hope you, you gain 100 pounds and die of obesity. Do you still watch Carpool Karaoke, or are you, are you boycotting it? Never. So, he's just Unless, ruined it. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Unless Dewey's on it? Unless Dua Leap is on That's it. That's it. I'll just be, I'll be spitting my cum on the screen of my computer. All day. And twice on Sunday. Wow. Shout out, James Corden. Get Dua Lipa, and I'll forgive you for being a cunt. So you do it onto the monitor. I might come in my pants because that's how hot she is. I would, I would just, I would just come. I wouldn't even whip my cock out. I just rub my balls, rub my dick inside my pants, and just come. Take my clothes to the cleaner, take a shower, and redo it again. Shout out to Alipa, you do it for me. It's the only hall pass I got. The only woman on this earth that I would take a hall pass for. That's it. All the others. You got a vagina, you got an ass, I've eaten a lot of ass, I've eaten vaginas, but do a leap is, oh, woo! She's amazing. She's just fucking amazing. All right, World Series tonight, it starts, the Philadelphia Phillies, stunning, stunning, stunning against the Houston Astros, no surprise, I thought the Astros would be here, I predicted they'd be here, they're my American League entry, knew the Yankees were a dog shit team, overrated. They played shit the second half of the year. I mean, they were a joke. Uh, I knew the Astros would be here. No way would I thought the Phillies would be here. This, this, I would have, I mean, obviously I had the Mets. I thought the Mets would win the World Series and face the Astros and beat them. Uh, obviously, I was dead wrong there. But, but then I would have figured Dodgers would have been a lock or the Braves or the Padres. For the Phillies to be here right now is absolutely Amazing, especially if they they fired their manager and then they won ten in a row, and then all of a sudden the entire team is fucking hitting. Bryce Harper is playing like the best player in baseball, and their pitching is lights fucking out. 
Aaron Nola, lights fucking out. Zach Wheeler, lights fucking out. Shout out Zach Wheeler. Noah Syndergaard, Thor, pitching like Thor. They have a lot of pitching. Their relief has been doing well. They're very well coached. They're playing with house money. And, uh, I mean, look, they have a shot to beat the Houston Astros in this World Series. No issue about it. I mean, I don't care about the odds. I don't care about Verlander. I don't care about all the great pitching. There is no way in God's name the Astros are going to sweep them. This is the first pitching duel they'll have. I mean, the Yankees, as much as people want to say they had pitching, did they? No. they Well, no, they, they really didn't. They didn't have no relief pitching. They weren't lined up right. They didn't really have their starters in place. And... You know, they, I mean, they can't feel the Yankees make errors. The Yankees are so over it. It's like the Mets, as it turns out. You know, I'm blinded by the Mets because I'm such a Mets fan. I love the Mets. So every Met player, I think, is much better than they actually are. And New York media pitches the Mets as they want the Mets to win because it's such a great story. Similar to the Yankees, last 15 years, they've been the most overrated, fucking overblown team in the history of Major League Baseball. They weren't overrated when they had the most iconic team ever, ever, ever in the 90s. That was arguably the greatest team ever. You have five epic best ever players. You know what I'm saying? Mariano. You had Derek Jeter. You had all these pitchers that just pitched so insane. They were so well coached. They didn't make errors. They didn't make base running errors. This Yankee team is a joke. The Mets, as it turns out, are a fucking overblown joke. Problem is this too. Problem is this too. They've been exposed. Yankees are exposed. Mets are exposed. There's no quick fix to these teams. There's no quick fix. Especially when you're losing the pieces that were positive. Or you got to pay so much more for these people. Mets could be a shell of themselves next year. You know, and the Yankees doesn't matter if, if they bring back everybody. They're just not that good. They don't hit. So let's say next year, if Cortez pitches the way Nesta pitches the way he is, you got Cole, you got Severino. Who else do we have? What's their fourth? Tyone? Is that a, right? Yeah. So in other words, you know, and then maybe now their relief pitching will come into play a little better. Bottom line, they got swept. So how much but they don't hit. So they could win a game in the championship. Right, series? they don't hit. They literally don't hit. And the Blue Jays are going to be better next year. Tampa Bay Rays, the whole team is not going to have injuries. They might not win their division next year. They might come in third place next year. They might not even make the fucking playoffs next year. I mean, literally, they don't hit. They didn't hit for the second half of the season. Bar and judge. Except Aaron Judge. Shout out Aaron Judge. Shout out MVP. Who's probably going to be a giant. So. San Francisco. Shout out San Francisco Giants. Because you're getting Aaron Judge. Wild. Four, they're gonna, I, they're gonna 10 have- years, 450. Ten years, four hundred and fifty million. Just what what a what a time to be on West Coast baseball. What a time yeah. to be a great player in free agency. You Giants, hit sixty two homers, hundred thirty one ribbies. Giants, Dodgers, Padres. Nope, nobody watch baseball all hundred sixty games. Oh, incredible! And I think Trevor Bauer comes off the books this year for the Dodgers. I don't know. I think his thirty six mil comes off the books. They might have money. Look, they have. What are they going to do with Trey Turner? I mean, this listen. They are not. They're they're the one organization that is not afraid to spend as much money as possible. They're sold out every single game. They get yeah. forty five thousand people every single game. I mean, gas is eight dollars in fucking California. No one gives a fuck about how much you're paying for tickets. They come in the third inning, leave in the seventh. They pay two thousand for tickets. They don't care. You got fucking fuck you money in California. Everybody has fuck you money. So it's going to be a great 
World Series. Great, great, great. I'm going to go game to game. I can't pick the winner right now. And and if I thought the Astros were going to win, I'd tell you right fucking now because I had them in the World Series. I'm not sure. Every game, like, like every game is going to be incredible. As I know it for a fact, game three of the World Series in Philadelphia is the highest World Series ticket in five years. And game four is the highest ticket in 10 years. So I think it's an average of, I think game three is $1,600 for the ticket. And game four is like $1,900. God forbid they get, they win game one or game two in Houston. God forbid. It'll be the highest price ticket in the history of World Series. Because that means, I think I think it goes 2-3-2. Two, two. I don't think it's a 2-2. Two, two. Is it 2-2-1-1-1? Two, two, one, one, one? I think it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Okay, so they can't close it out no matter what. But I, it, God forbid they break, they win one of these in Houston. Houston's got, you know, listen, I, you know, my heart would love to see Dusty Baker win the World Series. My heart remembers when he took out, I think it was his pitcher in the sixth inning or seventh inning. He had a big lead. He took him out. And then he had some really insane, epic fail decisions. Should have won the World Series with Barry Bonds. And blew it. It was cringeworthy. Dusty's been a class guy. That's why they made him the manager of the Astros. Nobody could bring back the Astros and wipe away the stink of being cheaters the way Dusty Baker did. He literally did. It was the perfect hire. It was an epic, epic hire. And, you know, they're in a good spot. Um, I think I, it's actually 2 3 2. It is 2 3 2, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, so in other words, I mean, of course, it would, you know, they would have to sweep in Philly, but if they can break, if they can win game one or game two, you can. That game five is going to be insane. You you could win the World Series in Philadelphia. You could win it in Philly, and now you got the fucking Eagles, really probably third best team in the first best team in the NFC. Obviously, third what best a time to be in third best team, third best team in the uh, NFL. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they're the first best right now. They're in a few. Right. Well, I'm saying, but I, I don't yeah. think they could beat Buffalo. I don't think they'd beat Kansas City. I mean, Kansas. NFC East is a bunch of it's it's built on a fucking house of cards. I mean, if the Giants are six and one, you know how bad football is this year. If the Jets six and one and getting zero respect. If the Jets are five and two, you know how bad NFL is this year. Listen, you could tell a lot teams, of bad teams. You could tell a team's not real when the uh, line comes out and you're a dog every week. Every week. And just keep covering. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absurd. Absolutely crazy. I mean, I don't like the fact that the World Series is fucking was delayed since Sunday too. The hype of baseball was at like an all time high on Sunday, and then you just gave Monday Night Football, basketball, hockey, Thursday Night Football. Like the 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 hype and the build up is now just I don't know. It's still there. I'll still watch, but I feel like it's lost. I feel like that four or five day layoff is just uh, too much. Well, I'll bet you tonight they're going to be talking about how fucking horrific Tom Brady was. I mean, I mean, it's such a big story that during the World Series tonight, they're going to be fucking be talking about it. But that's what I'm talking about. You can't have five days. No, five days in the sports world. It's like, forever. It's, it's like you walked into Narnia. You don't even know what you're coming back. Right, absolutely. But I think, I, you know, I think tonight we got a good pitching matchup. You got Noli, you got Verlander. You got a lot of storylines. You got Dusty Baker. They want to win the World Series of Baker. My, my point is this. When you woke up today, did anyone talk about the World Series starting today? No. Not one? Not one. Okay. In Philadelphia and in Texas, sure, that's sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. That's it. But let's be honest. No one even knows the game's on tonight. 
Like if you watch, no one cares. If you watch the any kind of morning sports, no one cares. Unless you love baseball, no one cares. No, which is they're going to watch the NBA tonight. They're going to they're going to watch college football tonight. No, I think they'll be surfing through the channels and they'll realize the World Series is on. Right, no one gives a fuck. I mean, these ratings are going to be horrific. I would bet worst as bad as you can get. No one cares. No one literally cares. Philadelphia, they care. Houston, they care, but no one else. Yeah, West Coast doesn't care. I don't feel like. No, they don't give a flying fuck. Um, okay, so let's go through uh shout out, Aria Finer, uh, my dog, your dog, Barstool Stortz's dog, uh, the world's dog. Um, she will be turning four in November. We don't actually know her exact date because Aria was a rescue from Louisiana and she came in a truck and dumped at North Shore Animal Hospital and we picked her up. So we, we're just randomly picking a day in November. So the month of November is Aria's birthday. That's how I look at it. The whole month. The whole month. Whole fucking month. And she deserves it because she's such a great dog. She's the best of the best. She wags her tail with everyone. She has a little bit of a pit bull look. So when you see her, you might be intimidated. But then when I scream the fifth time, no, no, no. She's the best. And she licks you and she hugs you and she jumps on you and then you fall in love with her. So um, happy birthday, Aria. <clears throat> excuse me. Got to clear my throat. Uh, shout out, Aria. Aria, I love you. And uh, everyone loves Aria. I mean, that's really the bottom line. There's no two ways about it. So she's a great dog. And uh, I fucking love her to death. I love her. The funniest thing is in the morning, obviously, she does her pee-pee. And then I feed her her food. And then she goes out and she does her poopy. And she does the poopy run after she poops. She poops, poops. And then like a race, like a like a dog getting traction. She Her, her left paw goes right paw, back left back right and she like like a cartoon she gets Flintstones. right exactly she gets momentum and then zips she runs right back into the house runs right back into the house so great dog shout out aria happy birthday aria happy birthday aria. happy birthday aria happy birthday aria. yes 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 um and if you've lived under a rock and you don't follow me on social media uh my twitter is humming 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 Stuart finer um Instagram is humming Stu Finer, um, Snapchat Stu Finer, and I am the best fucking follower in the world. I am the best follower in the world. Uh, why don't I have millions of followers? Uh, I'm shadow banned. And now that Elon Musk has bought it, I hope he takes off the shadow ban on me so I can flourish into the world and get millions of followers that I deserve because my material is that fucking good. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Even if you fucking hate me and you tell me my material sucks, you're a scumbag and you're a liar. Don't lie to yourself, you know? Lie to your friends, lie to your family. Don't lie to yourself because I'm the best fucking follow out there. And uh, that's basically what we got for today. Anything else, Alex? I think we covered it all. Covered it all. Listen, I just want to say be honest with you. Let me, let me be honest with you, okay? I am very grateful for your time. I am very grateful for your ears. I'm very grateful because I know how competitive the podcast industry is out there. There's a trillion podcasts. Everybody and their mother has a podcast, okay? And I understand that. And I know how valuable your time is. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Leave a comment under only Stu, okay? Like, 
subscribe, tell your friends, get the fucking word out there. Happy Halloween. Great World Series tonight. Great weekend of college and pro football. I fucking love you. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll.